I'm Professor Michael Grace from Colorado College. The last time I tried to give this talk was at the baccalaureate service for the Colorado College commencement 2015. It was interrupted by sirens, a fire alarm, and general mayhem. It reminded me when I graduated from Colorado College in the turbulent 60s. I thought it might be nice to try and do it again in a more controlled environment. Hit it. Several innovative colleagues at Colorado College designed what they call critical karaoke, where one can talk over a song to tell the audience something about it, but only for as long as the song lasts. So you ought to know that Let the Sunshine In was the grand finale to Galton McDermott's iconic theater piece, Hair, the American Tribal Love Rock Musical, which opened in 1967. Yes, that was the infamous 60s. And in fact, this musical and this song helped make those 60s infamous. It was the first anti-war, free love, hippie-themed, nude-scened musical ever. It had to do with love, peace, civil rights, drugs, and like all great issues of that time, with hair. You could express a lot of opinions about a lot of issues by how you wore your hair. As one character in the title song sings, I want it long, straight, curly, fuzzy, snaggy, shaggy, ratty, matty, oily, greasy, fleecy, shiny, gleaming, streaming, braided, powered, flowered, and confettied, bangled, tangled, spangled, and spaghettied. But why did this musical end with a song, Let the Sun Shine In? What did that mean? In the words of James Rada, one of the lyricists and creators of the show, quote, writing for the theater, we were aware of the traditional Broadway format, but we wanted to write something new, something different, something that translated to the stage the wonderful excitement we felt in the streets of the East Village. The times were experimental, so we decided to experiment. He might very well have said, we decided to let the sunshine in. Let's remember the turbulent 60s. They were the times of the legendary civil rights march in Selma, Alabama. They were the times of the war in Vietnam, which to many seemed like the most senseless war in history. They were the times of NOW, the National Organization for Women. And they were the times that saw the first man walk on the moon and a gruesome presidential assassination. And in the words of one social critic, it was an era when the inhabitants of a rigid culture, unable to contain the demands for greater individual freedom, broke free of the social constraints of the previous age through extreme deviation from the norm. But was there a revolution in the good old sense? You know, like those of the 1770s here in the U.S. or 1780s in France. Were governments toppled by their own people? No, but they were changed by an outward expression of reasonable discontent. All those things that were wrong with society, racism, homophobia, and a questionable war, were exposed by the light of public reason. So Let the Sun Shine In was a metaphor for allowing the dissident and largely young population to come to understand just what was happening around them. It was a metaphor for them to apply reason in examining the social constraints that they felt from the politics, philosophies, morals, and general customs of the post-World War II conformist decades. And by exposing to the light of day the cultural issues they were questioning, they felt they could address them, express their discontent, and hopefully bring about change. The story of Hare centers on the plight of one of the protagonists, 
Claude Bukowski, a young man from the Midwest. He has joined the tribe. His hair is long, and he's adapted to the lifestyle of his new friends, even joining them in a group LSD trip. Like all the young men in the tribe, however, he has been issued a draft card and is now called for his induction physical. He passes the physical and is ordered to report. In a ceremony around the bonfire, the others burn their draft cards in an act of defiance, which was not uncommon in 1967. He throws his card in the fire, but quickly and furtively pulls it out and throws in his library card instead. Is that a poignant switch? He agonizes over what to do. As he has said after the acid trip, I can't take this moment-to-moment living on the streets. I know what I want to be, invisible. We know he's made his decision when he appears in his military uniform with his hair cut very short. And as the song Let the Sun Shine In brings the show to a close, the tribe separates to reveal Claude face down on a black shroud on the floor. He has died in Vietnam. Let the sun shine in. 